It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Postcast is brought to you by the store at 6200 South and 20th East, also located at the Gateway. I think you should get a Mudside Cookie to celebrate today. And the Jazz win it. Boyan Bogdanovich quiets the Houston crowd with a stunning three fading away at the top. Not even fading away, just avoiding great defense, putting it in. The Jazz fought all night. A lot of resiliency. The Jazz win their 11th game this year, in which they trailed at the half, which is one of three teams in the league that's done that that many times. This was a much-needed, fabulous win, well played. Uh, you know what? There's been there's been a lot. There's been a tough stretch. Let me start there. While we can get into the final play, we can get into the different elements. We can get into how great Jordan Clarkson was. Mike Conley was fabulous. I mean, really a big win. But this team, this was this team was not in a great place. How badly needed was this? It was. It, this is huge, especially and being on the road. I mean, something like this at home, you know, you, you think okay, you should have a little advantage anyway. But being on the road like this and staying in the basketball game, and I think you and I made reference to this that the, um, the, the Rockets just wasn't putting the Jazz away. I mean, they were up down. <laughs> Big T back there. How about that, Big T? Oh my goodness! Goodness! Yeah, I would oh have my loved. Goodness. I would have loved to have heard your call on that well, shot. That is a nice compliment. Yeah, I, I would like to hear my call too, because at this moment I'm having a slight uh, panic attack about whether it was any good or not. <laughs> if you'd really like to know, if you'd really like to know what goes through a play-by-play announcer's mind, is at this moment I'm hoping the call is up to the shot, uh, and I do not know yet. Um, yeah, they didn't put us away, and, and they left the Jazz, uh, and it had a lot to do with the Jazz defense, the way they were defending uh, the uh, the Rockets. And what, boy, what this boiled down to, David, was the guard play of the Rockets and the guard play of the Jazz. You know, and that's for the most part, that's where everything came from. Clarkson comes off the bench and he plays well, um, and then Covington had had some had a pretty good run there. But but for the most part, you know, it was the guards. So. I mean, this was just a battle, and the Jazz trailed most of the night. The Jazz took their first, took the lead, they led 12-11, went to break. First time out of the night, the Rockets then came back, took the lead. Jazz trailed the rest of the way until they finally took the lead in the fourth quarter. What did you see out of just texture, out of like just a little bit of fight out of this group to, to be able to stay? Because the theme we talked about throughout the broadcast, having watched them play the Lakers, is how exhausting the Rockets are to play in this new style. It, it is, and, and uh, because everything just looks so easy for them, especially with the energy level there of, of Westbrook. But I thought who matched the energy of Westbrook, especially in that third quarter, was Clarkson. And he gave the Jazz a chance to win. He came up the bench. I think we had 29 minutes he played and, you know, ended up with, with, with 30 points. 12 for 19 was 3 for 7 there from the field. So that energy level of Westbrook was matched there by Clarkson uh, and gave the Jazz a chance to finish his basketball game off. It was just a, a total effort uh, that... Quinn just couldn't run from him. He let him run. He let him kept him out there on the floor, and he ended up playing almost 30 minutes tonight. The Jazz decide to have Rudy Gobert guard Russell Westbrook tonight and drop Rudy in the paint. They went with the base of the defense they used against Giannis. What was your thoughts on how that worked out? Well, it, I thought it worked out well because it kept the basketball for the most part out of, out of Harden's hands, and 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 then it made Westbrook challenge you, and and you know what he like what he's like when he wants to challenge you. He ended up taking. 33 shots, great percentage of shot because he made 18 of them. But then you look at the, the players that he hurts when he has to play like that. And up until the last couple of minutes, Tucker probably wasn't even in the ball game. He made a couple of threes there late. 
but uh, up to that point, you know, you, you didn't even know he was kind of on the floor because of Rus West, Russell Westbrook's uh, just taking it on himself to challenge Rudy and, and no one else was involved. Pretty insane game. Actually, our Portland game was great, too. I mean, I'm just kind of running through it in my head right now, which uh, just to share with people actually is not something like it's you're so in every moment. It's hard to put them all back together in order. Uh, you can probably do it better if you just watch the game than I can. But Westbrook throws the – that was an incredible play by Westbrook yeah. on the pass to Tucker. Donovan hits his shot on this side. I mean, we went back and forth in that final. The Jazz went up, uh, I think, by eight. Seven. Seven. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the Rockets came on a 10-2 to two run. It, it was going to be a heart-wrenching loss for the Jazz as well. But to credit to the kind of the veteran prowess in Western Conference Finals expertise. And P.J. Tucker made a bunch of really good plays. The Rockets made a switch defensively that confused the Jazz late. I mean, this was a great basketball game. It, it really was. And, and uh, this is what this kind of playoff atmosphere that you get. And, and the Jazz have played the Houston Rockets many, many times in the playoffs. They come up with defensive schemes that, that seem to work for, for one game. And then D'Antoni comes up with something that – can counter that. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see exactly what they prepare for in the next ball game when they when they meet in Salt Lake City. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, dig in on that one for me for a little bit. Well, he's just uh, and it's an offense type player. I mean, it, don't look for him to get a lot of, of, of assists. Don't look for him to set guys up. He's just going to score for you. Um, and and I think. That's necessary. The Jazz need a player like that, even though sometimes you think, boy, he's got to pass the basketball sometimes. But, you know, that's what he does. Uh, and he, he ended up playing 30 minutes tonight. That's probably the most minutes he's played since, he, since he's been here. But look at that percentage. He ended up shooting that 12 for 19 from the field. He ended up playing 29 minutes. He had six rebounds. So that energy level can pick you up when, when the team is, doesn't seem to be, you know, getting things done or your offense is not, not working. And he's just so good at getting to the rim. He's like in the 66, 67% uh, percentile finishing at the rim. I mean, that's how, that's how good he is. Not a lot of questions. A lot of heck yeahs and booms and fist bumps. And I want to hear your call and battle a serious XM, battle the broadcasters. And I better have the call be good enough. One guy said it was all right. So thank you very much for whoever's listening. Um, uh, here's the one question from Kyle S. Burks on Facebook. Do the Jazz look back on track? Uh, this was one of those basketball games where, and, and, and I'm not saying they're back on track. No, I, I, uh, we we're no. I don't. I, I, I'm saying we're good and we're on our way. I'm not going to say, hey, okay, this is it, man. We're back on track. Uh, let's go up to Dallas and tomorrow night and, and beat them, and then look. At, let's look at it then. Let me share one thing on that question to you. Some of the struggles here that the Jazz just went through have not been entirely surprising to the team or to the coaching staff. I don't think they expected to go lose five in a row. But reintegrating Mike Conley in in their minds is it is a rebuild. Like there's a whole new process of everyone getting comfortable in their new things and really trying to play three point guards and do all of that kind of thing. Those kind of things that this was not entirely surprising to them that there was going to be a few bumps in the road. Then you get some unique experiences where DeMar DeRozan has a heck of a game and Dame Lillard. And kind of if you think about all the guys who had great games, they were all players who impacted us in a weird way that Gobert couldn't impact them. As strange as this is, like having Russell Westbrook on the floor tonight allows Rudy to stay near the basket. Russell Westbrook not on the floor. Last time we played the Rockets means Eric Gordon's driving the basket all night. So there have been a bunch of – not – a 
nothing that like they lost those games. They weren't playing well. They earned those losses. But it wasn't stunning to this staff. It's going to be a build up to get back to where they need to be. Yeah, you, you can see that, and, and I don't think Quinn was panicking. Uh, you can see in practice how he's still working on the same things that make this team good. I mean, put a few wrinkles every now and then in, in something like this, but for the most part, he's working just stay the course. Uh, we'll get better, and and. Uh, the Jazz offense have always been good. It's just certain things that they were trying to encounter defensively. By the way, Joe Ingles only took two shots tonight. That's fine. He guarded James Harden most of the night. <laughs> yeah. So there are certain nights where you can do it. And Jordan Clarkson took the load with 30. 20, 24, Mike Conley. 24 for Donovan Mitchell. And two field goals tonight for Boyan Bogdanovich, one of which we'll remember for a long time. Jazz win it in Houston tonight, 114-113. We'll see you in Dallas tomorrow. This has been Postcast. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feet every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.